We pause for these few moments, Lord, to thank You. Thank You for giving to us Your Word. Your love letter that You sent to us in order that we may know You. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And without faith it is impossible to please You. And so Your Word instructs us and encourages us and equips us in order that not only may we have this wonderful relationship of child to father with you, but a glorious opportunity of living for your honor and for your glory. For that is the desire of our heart today, and we pray, O God, as we look into your word, that your word will be plain and true. It will be clear to us what you are telling us concerning what it is to make plans. And I pray, O God, that uh, your name would be honored today. Thank you for protecting us. The weather you have given us is not a surprise to you. It may have surprised us, but it's a blessing from your hand. Thank you for providing us the strength and also the safety to arrive. And may your name be glorified, and we'll praise you and thank you in your name. Amen. Every team that takes to the field or to the court have things in common, they've made plans. They've made plans as strategically as they can, as they have had scouts who have gone and looked at the other teams. They try to find the weaknesses. They know their strengths. And it's in that planning that they design what is called a game plan in order to be successful in winning that particular encounter. We also make plans, usually at the beginning of the year, these kind of plans we make are called resolutions. But sometimes the resolutions turn into revolutions. We make resolutions in order to benefit us, maybe physically, by saying, I'm going to cut off about 35 pounds. Or we make resolutions, or at least plans, if we will, to instead of having our money taken from us, how is it that we can plan to keep more of it? We plan for retirement. Getting close to that age, I find myself in that latter realm. But sometimes our resolutions turn into revolutions. It's more of a battle than becomes a victory. But when it comes to the Christian life, we continually ask ourselves, what are God's plans? How is it that we, maybe individually and corporately, how is it that we can plan? Hope's Haven is planning for a successful camp coming this this summer. Vacation Bible School will will soon be planning. And things of the church, both corporately and individually, we find ourselves making plans. But the question still arises, 
What does the Bible have to say about making plans? I invite you to turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4 is not a new passage. We journeyed through it earlier last year. But yet I want to go back to a familiar passage that talks about making plans. And how is it that we, as studying and making plans, how can we become successful? James chapter 4, we're going to pick the passage up at verse 13. It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil, so it is sin to know to do good and yet not do it. In this particular passage, we're going to see three key ingredients of how it is that we are to make plans. An individual was not feeling well very once, and so he he made an appointment with his doctor, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, I've got bad news, and I've got real bad news. Individuals puzzled at what the doctor was saying asked him, okay, well then, at least give me the bad news. Well, the bad news is, is you've only got 24 hours to remain on this earth. Shocked as he was, the individual said, well, the worst news can't be any worse than that. What's the worst news? And the doctor said, I should have called you yesterday. We don't know about tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with making plans. That's not what James is writing here. Throughout Scripture, there are numerous places that we can go to to see how individuals made plans. Joshua. In Joshua chapter 5 is standing outside of the city of Jericho. And he's there by himself. And, and you've got to wonder if maybe he is asking, how are we going to get this done? What plans should we make in getting it done? He looks over and he sees an individual standing there, a warrior with his sword drawn. And he asks the warrior, are you for us or are you against us? And the warrior said, wrong question. The question isn't if I'm for you. The question is, are you for me because I'm the king of the God's army? And we know that in the account that the, the warrior told Joshua to take off his sandals because the ground that he stands on is holy ground. And Joshua fell and worshipped. And then he got the plan. The plan was, as you all know, 
once around six days. Every day, once around. Seventh day, seven times around. And the battle will be won. Gideon made plans. Gideon would have rather not made a plan. He was on the threshing floor and he was satisfied with what he was doing, but God met him and said, I got a job for you. It wasn't something that, that Gideon signed up for, but when God moves in your heart and he, he makes you do what he wants you to do. And the plan was is that God was going to use Gideon and just a few men to do a great battle. Jonah had a plan. His plan was to go the other way. His plan was to escape the very presence of God, because he did not want to go to Nineveh, that wicked town. So he made a plan. I think sometimes our plans end up more like Jonah than they do Joshua. We're trying to go against God, and, and that's the caution that James is writing about here when he says, oh, come now. <laughs> you guys have got this all wrong. There's nothing wrong with going to a city. There's nothing wrong with selling of your goods. There's nothing wrong with trying or planning to say that you're going to make profit and have great gain. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Jesus, when he was walking on this earth, gave a great example of a king. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, he said, a king will not go against war until he knows he's made plans if he can win or not. So there's nothing wrong with making plans. The issue is, is how are we making our plans? And not only that, maybe what kind of plans are we making? Let me give to you the three cautions that James writes for us in James chapter 4. The first caution is this, the caution over ignorance, over ignorance. Joshua, or James says that you don't know about tomorrow. You have no idea about tomorrow. In fact, I think I can purposely demonstrate for you from the Word of God that God does not promise us tomorrow. He promises us eternity, but not tomorrow. He said, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to take care of itself. And James is saying virtually the same thing. We are ignorant about tomorrow. We do not know what tomorrow will bring. There's nothing wrong with saying, well, tomorrow we're going to go and do this. Or tomorrow we plan on having these individuals over. There's nothing wrong with making those plans. But the thing of it is, is we don't know what tomorrow will bring. Many of us were not ready for what the Lord blessed us with yesterday. 
In fact, it was one of the few times that the weatherman had it right on. It started snowing at 8 o'clock. And that's the time that they said it was supposed to start snowing at 8 o'clock. And it stopped at the proper time, too. But if you have children that are from Nevada, they didn't plan on that. They don't wear snow pants in Nevada. They don't wear winter jackets in Nevada. It just doesn't happen. So we had to make plans for them. We had those things there, and they were out in the snow yesterday. No, I was not. I know my limits. I don't go down hills on toboggans anymore. Can I get an amen from 65 and over? Amen. We don't do that. But they plan to do that. If there's going to be snow, that's great. We don't know about tomorrow. We don't know about our health. What's going to happen to us? How is it that we are even going to maybe even be able to wake up in the morning? James says it's not that you don't make plans. The problem is, is you can't count on that which you don't know. Now there are certain things that we do know that help us get through each and every day. We know that God is with us and not against us. We know that his word is true. We know that he is true to his word. That what he says he will do, he will provide of things that we don't even yet recognize that we need. James is saying, be careful. For in your planning, don't forget that there are some things that you don't know. The second thing James tells us here in this passage is the danger of our frailty. We're frail. I used to be able to do things. Am am I the only one in that category? The category of used to. I'm, I'm long out of that category. In fact, I'm finding things that I used to be able to do that I can no longer do. I can't run anymore. Wednesday evening at Awana, I did something very foolish. I thought I would get involved in one of the children's games. North, South, Central. My hips revolted about halfway through, but I wasn't going to give up because there's no way a first grader is going to beat me. But they did. I can't run like I used to. That's why in the fine print, after you have hip replacement surgery, they say, do not run. Do not jump. Walking and hiking And biking is okay. But do not do these things. I had to prove them wrong. Well, they proved me wrong. There's some things I can't do. I am frail. 
And the longer we are on this earth, we recognize the more and more we are frail. It's described in this particular passage that we're like a vapor. A vapor that comes and it is gone. Other passages in the Scripture describe our lives as a blade of grass that melts or withers in the sun. There are other places where in the Scriptures where it, it tells us that the brevity of our life will very well surprise us. And we don't know the hour nor the day when the Lord would say, come home. We're frail. The last thing that James cautions us is this. It's the danger of dependence. Who are we depending on? James ties it all up in a nice little bow like underneath the Christmas tree of life. And he says, what you should say if the Lord wills. Now that's not a cute little cliche that we tie on as believer people. That is the reality of the Christian life. If the Lord wills, we can do this or that. It's only by his will. But the danger, or at least one of the difficulties, is what is God's will for our life? Once you find that, that's what you pursue. But as we go on in our lives, we recognize the fact that every faction and every part of our life is controlled by him. And so whether we just get in our car and, and, and drive to, to just fetch something from the store, arriving there is still by God's will. Even if it might only be five minutes down the road. An individual heard that most of the traffic accidents in his area happened within five miles from his home. And so he moved. And that's how we think. God's will and what he has for us is dictated by his design for his honor and for his glory. And so in making of plans... Make sure that you recognize the fact that there are some things we just don't know. We're not aware of what tomorrow may bring. And make sure that we recognize our frailty. That if it wasn't for God-given strength, if it wasn't for God-given blessings, where would we be? What could we do? And then to remember to make sure that whatever we do, it's for, by God's will.
not our own, but God's will. The past couple of weeks, I've been looking at and listening to uh, Dr. Tony Evans and the tragedy that struck his family. On December the 30th, his wife was called home to be with Jesus Christ after a horrendous battle with cancer. And as Dr. Evans was sharing of his experience with he and his wife, they had made plans. They, they were both reached the age of 70, and they both determined that what they were going to start to do was maybe step back a little bit and let other individuals who were well-equipped to do many more things at the ministry of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, and he and his wife were going to spend time in doing things that they haven't been able to do in times past. They were planning a, a long excursion, a trip. They were going to be away for a few months on this excursion. And until his wife was diagnosed with a cancer that there's no cure for. They went through the chemo and the radiation. And in the beginning of November, they were told that the doctor said, we, there's nothing else that we can do. And so with that anticipation, their plans changed. Life has a way of doing that, doesn't it? We can make plans. We can have it all set out the way we want it to go. But God may very well change plans. As Dr. Evans was being interviewed past this, this uh, crucial thing that happened to his family, they, the interviewer commented on the fact that they didn't see him that upset. They didn't see him that distraught. They didn't see him defeated. They didn't see him discouraged. And the question was, why? And Dr. Tony Evans said, because I believe the word that I preach. He said, there are days of mourning, but there are not days of discouragement. As Mrs. Evans closed her eyes on this earth on that last day of December 30th, her last moments here, Dr. Evans said, Mrs. Evans saw the sunrise from heaven for the first time. If the Lord wills. There is part of the Lord's will that I need to share with you this morning, and it's this. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Do you know Jesus? Because life has a way of causing us to stop and get our attention in moments of despair. Do you know him? The scriptures are very clear and what they have to say concerning coming to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it is simply this, believe. 
that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Have you believed in Jesus Christ? Because whatever plans you make, God is still the determiner of those plans. And if you've not made the ultimate plan of where you will spend eternity, then I'm here this morning to tell you, brothers and sisters, you need to make that plan. And it's simply by trusting in Jesus Christ alone, of his finished work on Calvary. Do you know him? I just want to ask everyone to please bow our heads and our hearts before the Lord this morning. Lord Jesus, we've all made plans. Some of the plans have come to fruition. Others have not. But you've made a plan. And the plan is that you have provided a way that individuals who are lost in their sin can be forgiven and have a personal relationship with you. The plan has been sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son. And it has been declared by the empty tomb that our God lives. And I just wonder, O oh Lord, if this morning, if there be someone here who has never made a plan for where they will spend eternity, I pray, O oh God, that this day, that plan will be finished. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, I'm going to ask you to do something. Just through this simple prayer, just say this, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And I believe that that is good enough to pay for my sin. I ask you now to be my Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, may that be real and true in individuals' hearts this day. And I'll praise you in your name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you never trusted and this morning you did, I'd like to know about it. I'd like for you to come and just to, to share with me, say to me, Pastor, I, I prayed that prayer this morning. I want to take the Word of God and show you how you know for sure that what you did will guarantee you a plan, the plan for heaven. Don't leave without telling me. I, I got to know that because that would be the best news I've heard all day. And so, Dennis, come and lead us in, in closing song.